Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is 9.07 p.m. on Monday, April 27th. Welcome back and thanks again for listening. And if you're new, hey, we're your hosts, Rochelle. And Samuel Shayola. We're the creators of MarriageMillennials.com, where we help millennials see God's design for faith, smart dating, and marriage. Pretty much, we share tools for millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one, and prepare them for family if that is a current desire they have. All right, before we get started, as always, we want to tell you where you can keep the convo going with us after the end of the podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on marriageformillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, and you can also visit the Facebook page backslash mfmillennials. Rose's Twitter and IG handle are at Rochelle Shayola, and mine is at Samuel Shayola. So feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast is on all listening outlets. So subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the search bar, and it will pop right up for you. Last thing, if you've been following, or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site, from workbooks to our new free How to Change Your Love Life in 90 Days workbook, products, and more. So feel free to check those out as well. Alrighty, guys, let's, let's jump, jump in. So, happy Tuesday, guys. Um, if you're listening to this today, it will be Tuesday. Yep. So, happy Tuesday. Um, how are you guys holding up? Um, uh, we're doing the same thing we were doing last week, yeah. <laughs> um, which is pretty much quarantining, so we won't really like bore you guys with the nothingness that that has been. Um, we've just kind of been um, Netflixing it up. And, yeah, Netflix, uh, uh, you know, just work and... Um, as we said before, we we work uh, we worked as we did before because we're essential workers or whatever like that. But um, we're hoping that things can get back to normal soon and uh, people can get back to their everyday lives very very soon. Yeah. Um, for those of you guys who do not know, we do live in the state of Georgia, so um, I'm sure most of you guys have probably heard, probably wherever you are, <laughs> that um, our governor Governor Kemp has attempted to start opening back up the state. Um, so barbershops, hair salons, nail salons, things like that are open. I think restaurants opened up today, right? Um, yeah, actually I think it is Monday that, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think movie theaters are coming up soon and stuff, stuff might be opening up. Um, Getting back rolling, you mm -hmm. know, getting, getting everybody back to work. And I just feel like. First of all, I know Rochelle can't wait for me to get my hair cut because I'm looking like a bush boy. That's what I'm looking like right now. Hmm. But um, that's just a little turn that we do in Nigeria or whatever like that. But, um, you know, um, as for me and my house, we are still chilling. And, you know, that will change eventually for us. And yeah, Sam's some, ready to get out of the house. So. Yeah. I, and I'm the homebody. Yes, and you're the homebody, which we're actually going to talk about later in this podcast, but, um, yes, you are the homebody, but he's the one who's like, I want to go outside. And I, the one who's like free spirited, I have really in, gotten used to just being in my house and, uh, I'm kind of cool with that. But, um, anywho. That actually is a perfect segue. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Talking about our personality types and stuff like it that. It is. It is. Yeah, so what it are is. we going to be talking about today? Huh? Hmm? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. So corny. Mm-hmm. So today's topic is about opposites attracting. Um, do you have to be identical to your dating partner to get married? Um, and that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about today. Right. And before we get started, let's go ahead and click that subscribe button and share this podcast if you're if you like our content and don't mind others liking it too. Also, share it if you don't like it with people that you think won't like our content. Yes, if you hate it, share it. By all Even means. More. You know, we love doing these podcasts for free for you guys, and um, all we ask is that you spread the love as well. And um, I don't know about you, but I think you can't beat that. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Okay, so let's get started. I want to kind of start with a personal story. Um, before we got married, um, we dealt with so many internal and external things that we were just like, sometimes we just thought we weren't going to make it. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's just the real deal, Holyfield. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, <sighs> yeah. Externalities uh, as in like outward forces that weren't necessarily fully, you know, compatible with each other. Yeah. Internal like, forces. Yeah, like things from like, you know, family to just, like I said, our own personalities Mm -hmm. we were hazed like engagement after the engagement we went through our hazing period to figure out if we were really about that marriage life um but i will never forget a close friend at of sam's at the time um him and sam were talking and they kind of talked about some of the things that we're going through you know brothers they share information and um the friend said something along the lines of like if you guys are supposed to be together, then everything will be easy. Like, or everything will just fall into place. It'll be great. It'll just be aligned. And um, back then, even back then, me and Sam knew, like, that's not true. That's not nah. realistic. That ain't it. Um, but fast forward, praise the Lord, we did end up getting married. Yeah. Um, and although we have had our growing pains, um, things have been well. Yeah, things have definitely gotten a lot better since then. And, you know, we just kind of wanted to talk to you guys, kind of parse that out. Like, despite those differences, why is it that things are able to work? Is there something that maybe that our culture particularly bows down to with regards to this idea of compatibility that maybe we should look into in regards to is it really that is it really that essential Right. Um, We know some of you may be dating or like looking to date and just be wondering like how compatible should we be or like how different is too different where I should leave this person alone, you know. So um, we kind of picked some topics to discuss with you guys. Um, We wanted to compare ourselves to each other um, just so you can get a feel of who we are even more. Um, See... See the beauty in our differences and how God has grown us through that. Yep. And then just kind of wrap it up with some practical tips um, for you while you're dating. Right. So let's start. Let's start with the external forces, then we'll work our way in, right? Mm-hmm. So external forces, I think the first thing that everybody wants to talk about when it comes to external forces is the differences in family relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, let's... We're going to do one that I think that is uh, it's a pretty hot topic, but um, two-parent household versus um, single mom, right? Like um, Sam what- came from a two-parent home family. Right. Um, whereas to me, I came from a family with divorce in it. My mom and dad are divorced. Um, my aunts 
a lot of there's a lot of divorce in my family. A lot my family tends to get married at an older age, and by older I mean like in their like mid forties, <laughs> like right. Like when we got married, my dad was kind of just like, "You're only twenty six. Why are you getting married so early?" <laughs> like he like literally he was like, "Why are you getting married so early?" And right, I'm like, right, "Dad, right. I'm twenty six, but um, you know." That's a very normal age to get married. Right. That's just to give you a picture of just like how late people get married in my family. So, yes. But, you know, like even with all of that, like surprisingly with Roe being in, and and Roe was also uh, for the longest, you were an only child, right? Mm -hmm. Yet Rochelle is super family oriented. (laughs) And when I say super, I mean like. Annoyingly so. She is, she is a planner as we've said before, but she's also likes to plan gatherings. She likes to like. Yeah. Like I'm the one who wants to like cook and like bring all the. host. To host and bring all the in-laws together. And oh yeah, that's just like, that's just my thing. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's hilarious because I'm the one who came from a single um, or divorced family and Sam is not. And it's not to say that Sam does not like family. Sam is definitely like more loyal like to family. Like when Sam, when Sam has, I guess, decided that you are family, whether that's like blood or even like in close friendships, he's extremely loyal. Um, but he's just not focused on like bringing everyone together like I am. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm more of a, I guess, you know, we, we we pick up where we left off type of friend type of guy. Um, but yeah, like I, one thing I would definitely say is that I, I, after moving out of my parents' household at around like, what was that? Let's see, 20, what was that? 23 years old and moving into my first house, it was one of those things where I began to, because re- the household I grew up in just, all right, let me give you some background. The house I grew up in was obviously I got two younger brothers I have a mom, dad, and one thing that we always did, we always had like another family or another, you know, uncle or auntie. We call them uncles and aunties. They weren't like literally my mom and dad's sisters or brothers, but anyone who was your parents' age back then, you call them auntie and uncle. Yes. So, <laughs> so we yeah, had, yeah, so, so like, um, you know, like we had always someone in the house. There was always people interacting with each other. And when I move out for my first time, I'm just like, I kind of like this. I like this solitude. I like being able to parse through my thoughts. I like being able to just like really collect myself and really just know what it is that I think, not just be caught up in the jumble and the hurrah of the day. So I just, it just, it, I internalized that and it kind of became me. Like it just, I, I kind of liked being a homebody. So that was just kind of what happened as far as for my upbringing and how I became who I am. So, yeah, so why are we saying this, right? So we're pretty much um, explaining this part of ourselves to you because we just kind of want to explain that we're different in that area, like completely different. Um, And, you know, but that is great because it has taught us many things. So, like, for example, um, you know, I'm pretty sure, babe, it's taught you me being just so the way I am, mm-hmm. wanting everyone to, you know, gather, it's taught you the importance of family. I know it's, I know that it's even taught your brothers, the, like, oh, yeah. the importance of family. Moses even said it when we were... Um, yeah, our, our pre-wedding thing, we, the, what yeah. was that thing we did? Our oh, rehearsal no. dinner, the night rehearsal before we got dinner. married. He was like, thank you, for Rochelle. She always tries to get to us together. Yeah, and and I think that's something that I've, I've been, um, you know, like, I... I needed to be better at just making regular contact 
with, you know, mom, dad, brothers, and stuff like that on a regular basis. And it's increased, and it needs to get better. It still does need to get better, but um, it has definitely increased from what it used to be. And I'm thankful to my wife for showing me that despite our incompatibility, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, and then what about you, babe? What would you say that you've learned in regards to hanging out with your boy solo dolo? Um. In regards to family, it's definitely taught me the aspect of, like, the value of a two-parent home. Um, and then also, I think, like, um, when when we have, like, small arguments, it's taught me not to be so dramatic. <laughs> like, you right, know, right. because I'm, like, usually the one who's, like, we need to talk about this now because, like, this is going to be the end-all be-all. <laughs> and Sam just, like... <laughs> Uh, like I've seen two people be married for years. Like we're gonna be all right. We ain't not going nowhere. <laughs> so, so, and so it took me a while to learn that. Like you know, I think. I mean, to be honest with you, they say that you're not supposed to like divorce is not an option, especially in Christian marriages. And Sam and I believe that a hundred percent. But when we would argue, especially when during our first year of marriage, like. I think I was dropping them bums like peppermint candies in a in your grandma's purse. Like I was just kind of like, and you we can leave. <laughs> <laughs> and I think and I had to like really learn how bad that was. Like yeah. like and and I've definitely stopped that since. But he um seeing his two parent household and just seeing the man that he has become as a result of that has definitely let allowed me to see the value in it. And, you know, one thing we're not saying, by the way, is that, like, a two-parent household is the gold standard. Like, <laughs> like the two-parent household is great, but understand that the two-parent household, when given to, you know, Cain and Abel, for example, mm-hmm. did not do them well. <laughs> even their parents were able, even their parents failed them in that aspect. So, there are aspects in which my family has... Um, even on their best days, not been the best, not been um, the ideal parents, and the That's same. But and, but then on the other on the other flip side, when it comes to single parents, there are days where on their um, even when they feel that they've done the worst, that they've actually done a very good job with regards to parenting their child. So it's not the gold standard. However, it is something that like you know when you look at your partner, you want to be able to say okay. Do they know what they come from and have they done the work, the mental unpacking to be able to see where their deficiencies are and how they can meld that within a marriage? Yeah. So like, um, again, like, um, in my opinion, one is better than the other. Like one, one, one is not, you don't idolize one over the other, Mm -hmm. but statistically people who come from a two parent household usually do better off than a household that is divided. Um, And so with that being said, um, you know, like we understand that and we definitely want to communicate to you guys that we know that. Um, But if the person that you are dating understands that, like Sam says, and they don't exhibit the bad things that come from, you know, a, a, a single parent household or just dysfunction in general, mm-hmm. go for it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, again, these are just these are just probabilities. Um, yeah, these are probabilities. These are these are likelihoods, things that you want to use wisdom on. Essentially, that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is not guarantees, right? You know what I'm saying? Train up a child in the way that he shall go, so he shall not depart from it. Yes, that's absolutely, for the most part, true. 
Most children, if you raise them up right within that Christian household, they will eventually come back to it. However, um, it's not always true, right? We know we know plenty of people who were Christian and they have fallen away from the faith and they ended up doing that until their last breath. And that, therefore, is, is the word of God void? No, it's not void, but this is just wisdom. This is just what we're talking about is simply likelihoods, probabilities, and wisdom. That's what we're talking about. Right. Okay, so that brings us to our next point, our next um, set of differences. Um, city girl versus country boy. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> about demographics now. We're talking about regions. So if you guys don't know, I'm originally from New York, um, so I am a North... New York, New York. Northern city girl. Um I am, as a result of that, a lot more fast-paced than Sam. I'm an executor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an executor. I'm always focused on the next thing. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. It's sometimes even hard for me to enjoy the accomplishments that we have because I'm like always focused on the next thing. Like, I am the city that never sleeps. Rochelle. Like, (laughs) me. And so... um, as opposed to Sam, he's like... Yeah, I'm more laid back. I'm like straw hat, pina colada, sitting on a rocking chair, flip-flops and socks. If you don't know about it, that's the Atlanta in me. And yeah, that's literally, just... like when I get mad at Sam, I'm like, oh, so you just over here sitting around, sitting, sipping a pina colada. Yeah, like, I, I definitely say that from time to time. Um, uh, also, like, I'm a free bird. And when I say free, I don't mean like... I just like to take a lot of risks. I'm very spontaneous, somewhat. Um, but I like to go out and do things. I like to. Oh, uh, you spontaneous. We're gonna get into that too later. But like, um, <laughs> um, like I like to have the sun hit my face. I want to, you know, put my head out of the car and let the breeze blow. I want to go somewhere. I want to do something. I want to see something too. And yeah. like Sam is a homebody. Yeah, man. It don't take my. I don't need a lot of uh, external stimuli. I'm just more so like, if I could just chill with you, let's you know kick back, have a little nice mellow conversation. I'm more so like that. That that's that's more what my my wheelhouse is. I would say. Yeah, and so that's another way that we defer in um, who we are, and um, you know, in regards to just like my fast paced. Um, executing ways, um, I've learned not to take things so seriously, right? Like, right. we're not going to die if X, Y, Z doesn't get done today. Right, and for me, I've learned the importance of urgency. There's a level to which you can be too laid back, you can let things just go awry, and you need to learn to take charge, take responsibility, take leadership, and get those things done. So you see how incompatibility is actually what made us even better people. Yeah, so we've learned how to give and take socially. Like, you know, also Sam's learned that it's okay to step out of the house. Like, you know, <laughs> um, and um, I've also learned the value of staying put, especially during this quarantine um, time as well. Yeah. So, yes. Um, another one is... Uh, Dicey. Politics. Politics. Yeah. Politics. You know, like, um, Rochelle and I, for the most part, we actually have similar views. We have very similar views, but... <clears throat> me, on the other hand, I'm a little bit more dedicated to the cause in the sense that, like, when it comes to <laughs> that particular political spectrum, I am, I am, I, you can call me a zealot. You can definitely call me one. That's, that's fine. You can call me that. I'll, I'll be that. But, um, <laughs> Ro, on the other hand, she's more like, I agree with you, but let me give you the pushback and what the streets are saying. 
Exactly. Let Pretty me much. Let, let me give you let me let me tell that way that you can sharpen your argument because there's some definitely big flaws I see in your argument, and I just wouldn't want you to be out there not understanding what other people are out here saying. Right. That's how kind of that's that's how Ro goes about it, and I appreciate her for that because like you do need that person that keeps you abreast with with regards to your you know like the the Bible says iron sharpens iron. And this is a situation where Ro and I, because we're similar, we are sharpening each other's skills. And it, but it, but it, it goes whether whether you're similar or opposite. Because um, one thing I was sharing with Ro about this was like I remember um, there was a prior relationship I was in where um, I went to a one of the girls with she her her godparents. Mm-hmm. They it was their twenty fifth. It was either the twenty fifth or their thirtieth uh, wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's a huge accomplishment in and of itself. 25 years, 30 years together, that's crazy, right? Uh, politics? Politics-wise, though, this is the great part, is that when we went on a camping trip with them one time, they were telling me about how they're actually opposites. She was liberal, he was conservative, and I was like... How, Sway? Yeah, how? Because, like, at first, especially because I was new, I was very new in conservatism at the time, and, like, when it came down to it, I was like, the way when you first get into any type of political side, usually your your goal is to take scalps. Like, like you want to take the head of, your, of the opposing side. And it's like, how did you marry somebody of the opposing side? Well, the way they married somebody of the opposing side is because they never took themselves too seriously to the point where they, they overvalued the politic over their marriage, their relationship. Right. Um, and I, I was just actually going to say that. Like, I think the beauty in that is um, when you can look to God as the person who's in control of all of this, regardless of whatever side of the spectrum you align on politically, um, I think that's when things like that can occur. Because sometimes people are, like, so conservative or so liberal that it's just, like, they fail to realize that, all of these people in office are sovereignly there by God, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, we do have a right to kind of talk about issues and, you know, kind of convince other people to see our point of view in regards to those issues. But like to idolize politics and not see the fact that even that ain't that deep. Um, yeah, you don't have to push it down the other person's throat to the degree which they're they're now uncomfortable even being around you like like it's okay to to be yourself but not be yourself to the expense at which anybody no one else can be themselves yeah and sometimes you got to learn when sometimes you got to learn how to fight the battles that you are dealing with yeah together because I think a lot of times where politics is concerned, a lot of people are so busy fighting the battles of other people. Right. And then they end up arguing with people that they actually know. But I'm like, hold on, hold on. You, you Let's just deal with what's between us, in front of us. Yeah. Because you're, you're not dealing with what this article that you read, you're not actually dealing with it. Right. You know, it, that, that's a great point. Because, like, one thing is that, like, you could literally be dealing with a headstrong teenager in your house right now mm-hmm. and you're sitting here worried about whether such and such passed this policy or not but in reality you and your spouse need to focus on headstrong teenager 
and how we're going to disciple them in the in and admonish that child in the Lord so that he doesn't turn out, you know, going being wayward. Yeah, I remember I remember we said this um before we wrap this point up. I remember we said this in a podcast a while back. I think this might be actually our that podcast might be our second most listened to podcast and it was um titled like can you be friends and disagree on social issues. Right, right, right. Um and I think a lot of times people forget, like I said, what's right in front of them. Like, I see these people all the time that are just like, if you believe in Trump, unfriend me right now. And I'm just like, I, some people, like, you just saw that person last week. Like, <laughs> and, like and y'all ate, y'all grilled out together yeah. and y'all ate food together. You like, know what I'm saying? Like, Barbecue and, and everything. And it's like, sometimes people forget the re- things of reality where it's just like, you can be cool with people that you disagree with. Um, and sometimes people are just about that life where they can actually get married and do it too. So, um, yep. yeah, so that's that. That's politics. Um, so moving along, structure. I'm going to let you lead this one because I think, well, yeah, I'll let you go. So in regards to structure, I am definitely more structured I've learned that now. I used to be like, oh, I'm so spontaneous. But I am structurally spontaneous. Yes, I am. Don't even start. Ah. I am I am structurally spontaneous. Like, for example, like I'm the one out of the two of us. I'm going to jump out of a plane, which I've done before. I'm going to go jet skiing. I'm going to snorkel. I'm going to do all of it. I'm going to try anything once, right? But there has to be some type of organization to it. In your life, yeah. I'm not the person who's like, just wake me up out of bed. We have 15 minutes to be here. Let's go. That's not me. But on the other hand, this is where I come in. I am like that. You can hit me up anytime and I'll be like, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's, 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 let's go to such and such and hang out, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't have, it didn't have to be planned that day. It's it's like, if, if, if we just want to do it, then let's go do it and have a good time. And, that's just how I am, but like you know, like Sam. Sam's the type of like, if we're flying somewhere, he's just gonna pick outfits and throw them in his suitcase. Like he'll have like things that match. Man, let me tell y'all. But me, I'm like, okay, so I'm wearing this Monday, and I'm wearing this Monday night, and then Tuesday. Like, but so that's kind of <laughs> how that is. So we want to share like a story with you. So um, in January, <laughs> in January, um, we we went to Miami with our brother and sister in law for MLK weekend. And so um, we went there Friday and we left Monday. So Saturday night, we had just came from an Italian restaurant, I think, the four of us. And we kind of briefly mentioned that it would be great to like go find a church in Miami and go to. But we never decided on it. We never settled on the fact that we were going to do that, right? <clears throat> so, you know, church usually starts around like 11, 1130. So at 10.30, Sam's like, uh, let's go. Like, let's just get dressed and go. And I'm just like. Not having it, y'all. <laughs> I'm just like. Not having I'm it. I'm just like, I needed more time. Like, why didn't you not, why did you not give me time? And then on his eye, on his end, he's like, why is this a big deal? Why can't you just she had, she had on the outfit, y'all. She had the outfit on and I felt like she was ready. But she's like, I can't wear this. I'm like, you look great. Yeah, I had an outfit, but not an outfit that I would wear if I was going to church. So, and it wasn't a like outfit that wasn't modest. It's just like the structure in me. I'm like, I there's a certain thing I want to wear. So that like 
just we were just in a tizzy that morning. Like, <laughs> like I had to go to the pool and read a book. Like I was just like, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you right now. So, um, but yeah, so like, um, that's just kind of like structure based, like how we're just really different. Um, but I think that it has taught us both to like compromise and like come to an agreement on our structurally spontaneous yes marriage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or a spontaneously structured. <laughs> tomato tomato anyway so um another thing we want to talk about is friendships oh yeah oh yeah you know like i was talking to Ro about this before because we have very different philosophies towards friendship um and we we adopt a little bit from each other but for the most part um for example Roe is very much so she's very she's very relational she likes meaningful relationships and she has less friends because she likes meaningful relationships because you can only have all human beings only have so much bandwidth. So if you want to have very high quality friendships, then it's going to only be a couple that you can naturally have with people. Yeah. Now, some people you might have higher bandwidth than other people, but in general, your close friends are going to be few. That's just what it is. Your your your, your first circle is always tight. Yeah, so I'm kind of like I have my close friends. I'm not really an associate person. I'm kind of like I adopt you all in, or I'm kind of just like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah. hey, whatever. Like but you I'm my not, sister. Like, like that's the way. That's the way. Rose, like you, my sister, and, and and there's nothing you can do about it. Guess what? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be friends forever. <laughs> yeah. Like that's me. Sam, on the other hand, though, is like he's more of a like. We were actually just talking about this the other day, but Sam really understands the aspect of seasons. Like Sam is like, I don't know how long you're gonna be in my life, um, but for as long as you will be in my life. I'm going to just be a friend to you at that time. Like, Sam doesn't really believe, I think at this point in his life, like, he doesn't really believe in, like, best friends or, like, the quest for a best friend. Like, he's just, like, as long as we're both, you know, um, treating each other well and loving each other as, you know, unto the Lord, um, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, however long that may be, I'm cool with that. Yeah, and, you know, if if, if things ever cause us to separate in one, in one way or another. It just is what it is. And um, it's it's nothing where it's like, I just, like, to me it's like, you need to learn to be a friend in the moment. That's the way I, that's the philosophy I kind of grew up on. And, and that's just how I've embodied all my friendships is that, um, you know, how can I be there for you right now? How can I, what can I do to help and, and be of service to you in the right now? And then, uh, you know, if things all ever cause us to go, uh, you know, go our separate ways, at least you know that, you know, when you did know Sam, it was a great thing. Right. That's mm-hmm. all it was. Right. Um, all right. And uh, so we kind of talked about a bunch of things, right, that are different to us, right, and all kind of fall under the topic of compatibility. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about compatibility. Uh, and the first thing we want to tell you is we hate that word. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, don't get me, compatible, it doesn't hurt per se, but it's like people people are looking for it so much. This is why... You know, this is why your horoscopes exist. This is why, you know, all this Zodiac type of stuff. The reason why all this stuff exists is because people are obsessed with this idea of compatibility. It's become an ism. And maybe if you haven't talked to me enough, maybe you don't know about this particular. But I, I, I'm not a big fan of isms. Because whenever something becomes an ism, it, it becomes something that 
it initially was a good thing, but now you've taken it to the extreme and it's now become a bad thing. It's become an idol. Right. And here's the thing. No one is compatible. Like, no one is, you know... Bare bones, straight up. You You, you are not... No one's compatible. Some people just grow together and die to self easier than others. Um, You know, I think that when you force compatibility on people, people don't realize how layered that is. Like, especially when thinking of marriage until death do you part, it's kind of just like, yeah, we were really compatible um, when we first got married, but now three years later, um, another aspect of our lives has changed and we're no longer as compatible as we thought. Or, you know, maybe we're really compatible of the things that we like to eat. We Maybe we both like Mexican food. Hmm. But when you, we turn on Netflix, we like two different things. You like sci-fi and I like, you know... Romantic comedies. Romantic comedies. And it's just like, um, you know, it's just so... A lot of a lot of people end up like waiting forever and saying, "Oh, I'm not gonna settle," because you're looking for this person to be compatible to you 100. percent And it's like, but why do you even think that is a reality? Yeah, guys out here making different people unique the way that they're. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think that here's the, here's the misconception. People will say, for example, to themselves, "Okay, let me give a basic one. Something everybody. All right, how about this?" You see one black person and another black person. One black male, one black female. Had to put the race into it. Yeah, we're going to put the race into okay. it. Not, no, it's not race. It's ethnicity. Ethnicity. Let me see okay. where you're going. Let me see where you're going. All right. So you got a black female, you got a black male. And maybe they both got whoopings. They liked, uh, you know, um, they, 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 maybe they went to the same, they went to school in the same region or whatever like that. Um, they like the same type of music, mm-hmm. right? They um, have maybe similar um, similar taste in fashion or, you know, whatever it is that they like together, right? Mm-hmm. But these things are very superficial when you actually de- delve deep. The idea of compatibility is that there's this sameness, and the sameness is usually always superficial. The cultural part is always superficial, and it's, it's very ironic that there are other people like that me and you know I can I can compare myself as a black person to another black person in New York and there might be some similarities just because we're black but then you'll find that there might be more similarities between you and another ethnicity in your region than there are with you in the same ethnicity in another region. Like, there's always going to be a level to which there's a core that is far more similar than that, that but maybe looks different than, than what you're expecting. And therefore, compatibility on the outside really isn't what we think it is. It's, re- it's really something where it's, it's more so like this facade. It's, it's this, it's this, veneer of what we call compatibility and so um like i know like we listened to something once i think probably months ago and we're saying like when compatibility is kind of like water on a rock over time you know like um i think Vody was talking about it yeah it was Vody. he was he was saying that um he was saying when you're when you're incompatible it's like water on a rock over time now, when you have that incompatible spouse with you and that person is very much different from you, God is using that person like water and you being the rock 
that will slowly over time chisel your jagged edges into a smooth stone. Right. And um, yeah, that that that's just something that I just think that we take for granted. We look for, we always looking for the same, 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 same. But what God has in store for us might be something very different, and we need to learn to value those differences. Yeah. Okay, so that brings us to our next point, which is kind of on the opposite end of how we ended it. So I did want to mention this, though. Like, So what if you are extremely, extremely alike with the person that you're dating or married to, right? Um, praise God, that's wonderful, right? Yeah. Um, it's not wrong to be alike. Yeah, I, de- I definitely want to make sure to say that. Um, you know, God gives each marriage or, you know, yeah, let's just talk about marriage, but God gives each marriage something different than the other. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, you have people who may be really good um, in regards to how they much they get along, but they may not do good as a couple in regards to how they manage their money versus another right. couple who is able to manage their money very well, but maybe they have some differences between them or, you know, things like yeah. that. I mean, I know the way I always think about it is this. Like, whenever I get around people that are like-minded like myself, I always actually yearn for that row type character who is going to antagonize who is going to at least tell me in some way shape or form hey but there's this is the other view because that is actually what helps you grow that is what actually helps you become the more well-rounded human being because when you get too much in the echo chamber you know exactly what happens at that point yeah you hate to see it sometimes you can like it's nothing worse than like seeing a group of people who all think the same and believe the same thing. And, like, you can even see, like, some holes in what how they all think. Yeah. But there's you're like, is there anyone there to do, like, an SOS? Yeah. Like, and just kind of teach you another perspective? No? You guys are just lost in the sauce? Oh, I'm, you hate to see it. You know, I thought about this also in, in regards to the idea of submission. Like, when when a man has an idea for his family, right... And he is submitted to God, and God has a different idea for his family. It is imperative that he submits his will, his incompatibility, to that of the higher um, authority, right? Which is God. Which is God. Um, or government, even. You know, wh- whatever it is that, that at the time, under, like, the, as long as you're not sinning, you are submitting to that higher authority. Right. And the same thing within the family dynamic. There's going to be aspects in which you're going to propose ideas. You're going to bring them to the floor. And, you know, maybe you don't necessarily agree with your wife on that particular issue. But maybe in that particular issue, she has more expertise in that area. And you have to then defer to her expertise to then say, you know what? All right, I'm going to put my pride aside on this one. And I'm going to say, you know what? We're going with her because even though we have an incompatible view on this, I I am trusting my wife in that aspect. Same thing, vice versa. If my wife is um, bringing, if we're bringing up an idea and we have different views on something, she also can submit to her husband and say, you know what, even though I don't necessarily agree with exactly how he's going with this, I trust him though. I trust him, and and therefore we're gonna we're gonna regardless of whether this is to our success or to our detriment, we're going to trust each other through this. Yeah. So that's what that's one thing I I wanted to point out in regards to compatibility. 
Yeah, so um, just to wrap up our alike portion, I know Sam just kind of talked about if you're not alike, but um, if you are alike, don't fret. Like, that's that's great. That's wonderful. We're not saying that that's bad at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, another thing we want to say is that incompatibility or just not being the most compatible, like, it's going to cause growing pains. Like, we're not sitting here saying, like, oh, you can be incompatible and it's just going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun to watch God chisel away your jagged edges. No, you're not going to like it all the time. Um, it's, it's going to cause growing pains in your marriage. You're going to wonder why, why, how did I pick this person that I am not compatible with, technically, or whatever, based on societal standards. Um, and it won't be a walk in the park all the time. But um, what we want to say is welcome those growing pains. Like, you know, um, we all have some strengthening to do, um, and your partner will teach you that over time. Yep, exactly. And you're weak, and where you're weak, they'll be strong. Where you're, where you're strong, they'll be weak, and y'all both will be chiseling away at each other. And, you know, it, sometimes it'll, it'll it, at, at the very beginnings of it, it'll be very difficult and hard to deal with but then after some time you'll realize oh that was really good for me yeah and so um kind of like what sam has been saying lately if you're not growing you're dying so you know if you got those growing pains they are a good thing um so our last point when should you leave someone alone though like when is it like okay we're too different um and this is just not a good idea in regards to moving forward um with marriage Okay. All right. So there are there are some lines, right? <laughs> We're not just we didn't do this whole podcast during this whole time to just basically tell y'all just hey get with whoever you want. Yeah, like no, nah, that's not how we work. But you know, some definitely red lines, and we try to stay scripturally based on this. Number one, unequally yoked. Like, are they a non-believer? Are they a believer or not? Yeah. Now let me let me let me say this real quick because there are some people out there who are going to um. I've heard this argument before. They'll say, like, you know, if you look at the the patriarchs in the um, in the Old Testament, there are plenty of people who were considered men of God who married unbelieving women or whatever like that. Let me tell you right now. Number one, the men of God who married unbelieving women, those women forsook their gods, forsook their country to serve the God Yahweh, their God, the King of Judah. Now, also, in the situations where they did not, look at the turmoil and the chaos that resulted in the kingdom of Israel because of that incompatibility. You see, that part where you literally have oil and water, you see, we think politics is oil and water, like red and blue. No, that's not oil and water. What we're talking about when it comes to oil and water are people who are submitted to Christ versus those who are not. It's literally lightness and darkness. And when you have someone submitted to Christ, regardless of whatever their different incompatibilities are, they are compatible in the sense that they're your brother or your sister in Christ. And that is something that the Bible is very, very clear on when it comes to being yoked together. You know, like they give the example of an oxen and a donkey. You don't want them two to be yoked together because one's going to tire out the other, right? The oxen is a lot bigger than a donkey. And you don't want to wear your donkey out 
because you decide to yoke him with an oxen. You want to put two of the same type of beasts to be plowing that field together because then you'll get uh you'll get the the right result of as far as like you know the optimal result. Yeah, um, and so um this like I with said regards to marriage. Like we said, this will cause friction, but there should be some form of fluidity in your relationship. Um, you know, you guys should be able to compromise with one another mm-hmm. um, and things of that nature. Um, also, just be, our last point here is um, just remember that everything you know has been passed down to you. Like, nothing is original. So think about that when you're dating. You came from your perspective. They come. They came from theirs. Um and you have to figure out how to navigate that. Yeah, I mean, like, the point there was simply that re- really there's no reason to be so puffed up with pride about whatever spectrum of an argument you, you side yourself on. Because there was someone before you arguing it. There was someone before them arguing it. There was someone before them arguing it. And for you to think that it's so special that... um that uh, therefore, you know, this. I I just think that whenever whenever you whenever you take yourself too seriously, in that aspect, you're gonna find yourself very lonely. I would say even, because at the end of the day, there are aspects in which you should draw lines, and there are aspects in which you should allow fellowship with one another. And I just really believe truly that when it comes down to your upbringing nothing is original yeah your upbringing yeah nothing 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 ever is original yeah all righty guys um that's pretty much what we got uh we talked we we said a mouthful today so um you know we really hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast um just yeah so just to kind of reiterate um incompatibility is not a bad thing um I even, like I said, we even hate saying that word compatible or incompatible because it just like there's just such a negative connotation with being incompatible. And there are a lot of marriages that have really benefited from being different. And so um, we definitely want to encourage you to welcome those things as long as they are um, of God. Yeah, ma'am. So you guys go out and take this podcast and share it with somebody you're incompatible with. <laughs> uh, or somebody that you're really compatible with. Um, whatever. Just share it. Spread the love. God bless you guys and have a good rest of your day. Bye.